the story book the first chapter four of the black rope this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. reading by lars rolander the black robe by wilkie collins the story book the first chapter four father benwell hits art has its trials as well as its triumphs it is powerless to assert itself against the sordid interests of everyday life the greatest book ever written the finest picture ever painted appeals in vain to minds preoccupied by selfish and secret cares on entering lord loring's gallery father benwell found but one person who was not looking at the pictures under false pretences innocent of all suspicion of the conflicting interests whose struggle now centred in himself romayne was carefully studying the picture which had been made the pretext for inviting him to the house he had bowed to stella with a tranquil admiration of her beauty he had shaken hands with penrose and had said some kind words to his future secretary and then he had turned to the picture as if stella and penrose had ceased from that moment to occupy his mind in uh, your place he said quietly to lord loring i should not buy this work why not it seems to me to have the serious defect of the modern english school of painting a total want of thought in the rendering of the subject disguised under dexterous technical tricks of the brush when you have seen one of that man's pictures you have seen all he manufactures he doesn't paint father benwell came in while romayne was speaking he went through the ceremonies of introduction to the master of vange abbey with perfect politeness but a little absently his mind was bent on putting his suspicion of stella to the test of confirmation not waiting to be presented he turned to her with the air of fatherly interest and chastened admiration which he well knew how to assume in his intercourse with women may i ask if you agree with mr romayne's estimate of the picture he said in his gentlest tones she had heard of him and of his position in the house it was quite needless for lady loring to whisper to her father benwell my dear her antipathy identified him as readily as her sympathy might have identified a man who had produced a favorable impression on her i have no pretension to be a critic she answered with frigid politeness i only know what i personally like or dislike the reply exactly answered father benwell's purpose it diverted romayne's attention from the picture to stella the priest had secured his opportunity of reading their faces while they were looking at each other i think you have just stated the true motive for all criticism romayne said to stella whether we only express our opinions of pictures or books in the course of conversation or whether we assert them at full length with all the authority of print we are really speaking in either case of what personally pleases or repels us my poor opinion of that picture means that it says nothing to me does it say anything to you he smiled gently as he put the question to her but there was no betrayal of emotion in his eyes or in his voice 
relieved of anxiety so far as romaine was concerned father benwell looked at stella steadily as she controlled herself the confession of her heart's secret found its way into her face the coldly composed expression which had confronted the priest when she spoke to him melted away softly under the influence of romaine's voice and romaine's look without any positive change of color her delicate skin glowed faintly as if it felt some animating inner warmth her eyes and lips brightened with a new vitality her frail elegant figure seemed insensibly to strengthen and expand like the leaf of a flower under a favoring sunny air when she answered romaine agreeing with him it is needless to say there was a tender persuasiveness in her tones shyly inviting him still to speak to her and still to look at her which would in itself have told father benwell the truth even if he had not been in a position to see her face confirmed in his doubts of her he looked with concealed suspicion at lady loring next sympathy with stella was undisguisedly expressed to him in the honest blue eyes of stella's faithful friend the discussion on the subject of the unfortunate picture was resumed by lord loring who thought the opinions of romaine and stella needlessly severe lady loring as usual agreed with her husband while the general attention was occupied in this way father benwell said a word to penrose thus far a silent listener to the discourse on art have you seen the famous portrait of the first lady loring by gainsborough he asked without waiting for a reply he took penrose by the arm and led him away to the picture which had the additional merit under present circumstances of hanging at the other end of the gallery how do you like romaine father benwell put the question in low peremptory tones evidently impatient for a reply he interests me already said penrose he looks so ill and so sad and he spoke to me so kindly in short father benwell interposed romaine has produced a favorable impression on you let us get on to the next thing you must produce a favorable impression on romaine penrose sighed with the best will to make myself agreeable to people whom i like he said i don't always succeed they used to tell me at oxford that i was shy and i am afraid that is against me i wish i possessed some of your social advantages father leave it to me son are they still talking about the picture yes i have something more to say to you have you noticed the young lady i thought her beautiful but she looks a little cold father benwell smiled when you are as old as i am he said you will not believe in appearances where women are concerned do you know what i think of her beautiful if you like and dangerous as well dangerous in what way this is for your private ear arthur she is in love with romaine wait a minute and lady loring unless i am entirely mistaken in what i observed knows it and favors it the beautiful stella may be the destruction of all our hopes unless we keep romaine out of her way these words were whispered with an earnestness and agitation which surprised penrose 
his superior's equanimity was not easily overthrown are you sure father of what you say he asked i am quite sure or i should not have spoken do you think mr romayne returns the feeling not yet luckily you must use your first friendly influence over him what is her name her surname i mean Ayrcourt, miss stella Ayrcourt. very well you must use your influence when you are quite sure that it is an influence to keep mr romayne away from miss Ayrcourt. penrose looked embarrassed i am afraid i should hardly know how to do that he said but i should naturally as his assistant encourage him to keep to his studies whatever arthur's superior might privately think of arthur's reply he received it with outward indulgence that will come to the same thing he said besides when i get the information i want this is strictly between ourselves i may be of some use in placing obstacles in the lady's way penrose started information he repeated what information tell me something before i answer you said father benwell how old do you take miss Ayrcourt to be i am not a good judge in such matters between twenty and twenty-five perhaps we will take courage at that estimate arthur in former years i have had opportunities of studying women's characters in the confessional can you guess what my experience tells me of miss Ayrcourt? no indeed a lady is not in love for the first time when she is between twenty and twenty-five years old that is my experience said father benwell if i can find a person capable of informing me i may make some valuable discoveries in the earlier history of miss Ayrcourt's life no more now we had better return to our friends end of chapter four read by lars rolander